0: The biggest little state in the Union, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. The biggest little state in the Union, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of Pretentious Internet Theater. I am your host, Andrew Cook, a man so leet that I do my own stunts. Tonight, we have a crossover fan fiction for you. But before we get to that, I'd like to go to some fan mail. <clears throat> Remember, last episode I had mentioned that part of what I did on summer vacation was I went to Providence, Rhode Island, and I visited a comic book shop in the mall but did not mention their name because they did not, you know, pay for advertisement. <clears throat> I have heard from the regional manager of said store. His name is Sean. You listeners, of course, can send me an email at thepipodcast at gmail Anyway, Sean writes, Mr. Cook, I can only think that perhaps the stars were not right during your visit as I have in the past discussed Mr. Lovecraft and his work with staff at the Providence store. Popular culture is a wide expanse, and not everyone knows about everything. Speaking personally and not as a company representative, I can only conjecture that the most expert on staff often mysteriously disappear or suffer apoplexy. But, point taken, I think the upcoming Necrona... Nekernob- oh, not your con... In Providence, will make it both inevitable and desirable that the staff of that particular store become more familiar with such a notable of old Providence as H.P. Lovecraft. Well, that's all I needed... Knowing that that comic book store would now be educated as to who H.P. Lovecraft is. And known for saying I am Providence. So it's nice to know the store in Providence. Which is run by four geeks who now know who Cthulhu is. Nonetheless, on to more positive things. And a car I will plug that already happened was Anime Festival Orlando. If you recall, I actually was a part of... Anime Festival Orlando, I believe it was 12, perhaps? Anyway, I wrote their podcast. I did not appear in their podcast. I wanted to allow others to take their proper spotlight. I have my own show, which you can get on pitpodcast.com. No, 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 I, I wrote their story, a rather rather je ne sais quoi style sci-fi space adventure called The Adventures of Sky Masterson and the Rocket Rangers of Hollandia. I'll put a link on my podcast and of course on my Facebook. Become a fan on Facebook at Pretentious Internet Theater. Oh, and how apropos, I'm recording this on H.P. Lovecraft's birthday so it all comes about that I helped to educate people about Mr. Lovecraft and they're no doubt celebrating his birthday. I'll make sure I write Sean and make sure that he knows his staff is uh, has a cake or is at least sacrificed an unwilling customer. <clears throat> it reminds me of a quote by Lovecraft. The world is indeed comic, but the joke is on mankind. Let's go to some crossover fan fiction. <clears throat> Pretentious Internet Theater proudly presents Aliens vs. Predator Red Blue by Legendary Wewolf206. Rainbow Dash discovers Celestia and Luna's untold past with the Predators and Aliens. This is also planned as a fan film for YouTube, so please I need an animator for this. You must also have a YouTube page as well. Aliens vs. Predator Red Blue Chapter 1 The Plot Rainbow Dash discovers Celestia's horrifying past. Celestia and Luna once lived on a different planet, and each had a... Yautja Guardian. There was another race who threatened Celestia and Luna's family. They were called Xenomorphs. In a Yautja village where Celestia and Luna used to live was suddenly attacked by a horde of Xenomorphs. Fearing for their lives, the Yautja guardians escorted their children, Celestia and Luna, to an escape pod and placed them inside and set the cornets for Iquistaria. They both looked out the window terrified and saw one of their guardians got impaled by a xenomorph tail. The spaceship then it off towards the undiscovered planet. After their landing, Celestia and Luna both used their energies to create a new kingdom on the planet, which is known today as Ponyville. Their population grew from light orbs that came from after effects of Luna and Celestia's light. Pulsar. A century later in present time, Rainbow Dash discovers a xenomorph hive on their own planet. The aliens were now free to wander around Questria. Everyone is terrified and have taken shelter in Celestia's Castile. She tells everyone about her and her sister's secret single Yautaja in a spacecraft above the world of Equestria detects a possible Xeno infestation on the planet below and goes down there to clean up the mess. The ponies are then forced to witness an ancient battle that raged for eons. Chapter 1 What? Oh, the other one was the prologue, I suppose. This is no author's notes. Chapter 1, Yautichaz. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly. Ah, magic. In the dense jungle, a berserker predator stalks his way through the forest of twisting trees. Weird underbrush and intense heat. Although the heat never bothered, it because he was determined to retrieve an object. It was his delightful daughter, Celestia. He placed his hand on the mossy entrance which led inside the cave. He peeked inside and saw a large opening which was really dark. The only sounds were the trickling of the water falling from the ceiling and the crankling of the teeth which was normal since that's how his race communicated. He switched his camera to night vision, which made everything a bright green and lit up the darkness inside the cave. On the wall in front of him, which was a few inches away, was a small-sized hole. He then slowly walked towards it in a human-like fashion, with his arms singing beside his hips and his feet taking one step in front of the other in just a few seconds he made it to the small rounded opening which now reveals some vines dangling from the top of it and also had some barriers growing around it as well almost like a reef he placed his left hand on the left side of the hole and peered inside it a little behind the berserk predator's mask he smiled a little With his right fist, he slammed it against the right side of the hole three times. The knocking woke a cute little pony-like creature. It has wings and white skin. There was no mane on it yet, because it was not young enough to grow one at this point. The pony then turned her head and saw her guardian. She smiled happily. She then looked down at the floor inside the hole and her horn began to sparkle a little. With that, a little wooden doll in the shape of a Yauja began to levitate off the ground. The pony then looked at her Yauja guardian still holding the doll with her magical power and said, Look, Daddy, it's you, the pony said cutely. The Berserker Predator then gently grabbed the pony's neck with both hands to lift her out of the hole. Then they spun around playfully as the Berserker Predator laughed. He then placed the pony on the ground with the dolls still hovering beside her. Celestia, where are you? I want to play. The familiar cute voice echoed nearby. It's Luna, Celestia said as she galloped up and down with joy. She then ran off out of the entrance. The Berserker Predator wasn't far behind as the Yauja walked down the pathway in the same path as Celestia took. He came across the two lovable ponies sitting on the ground playing with their dolls. In front of the gang was another Yauja kneeling on its right leg and his left arm resting on his left leg looking at the two daughters play the this predator was the classic predator which was luna's guardian the classic predator stood as he saw his brother standing behind celestia after they both nodded their heads in greeting an alarm sounded nearby it was an alarm from the village nearby they both looked towards the sound of the siren And so did Celestia and Luna. They can see sound. Soon time began to move fast as another scene occurs. The berserker predator was on a platform in his village. Behind him was a large spacecraft. Their entire village is set ablaze. As the Berserker Predator looked down from the platform, a huge horde of xenomorphs began to climb up the wires and metal bars. It was like a horde of maggots climbing up one another, trying to get the fresh meat on top. The Berserker Predator then looked back and saw his brother placing Celestia and Luna into the cockpit of the spaceship. Flames roared and the sky was a mixture of black from the night and orange from the fire below. Ashes and embers fell from the sky. The classic predator strapped both Celestia and Luna into the pod and closed the hatch. There was a window on the roof so Celestia and Luna could see outside. There was a small code box on the side of the ship which the Yautija pushed several cymbals on it with his finger. There was suddenly the sound of a countdown, and the two engines in the back of the pod suddenly spewed blue flames. No, Daddy, I want to stay and help, Luna cried out, but her guardian didn't answer. Instead, he walked over to his brother. Together the b- both raged there wrist blades and began to fight off the xenomorphs one by one the berserker predator grabbed a xenomorph by the throat with his left hand and jabbed his right wrist blade into the side of the alien skull acid blood sprayed out like a sprinkler and melted the sort metal blade the berserker predator then kicks the alien off him and sends it plummeting towards the ground and into a few xenomorphs who were trying to reach the ship. The classic predator was looking downwards, firing off his plasma caster, exploding a few hundred aliens. After the classic predator fired again, one of the xenomorphs impaled the Yautja in the chest with its tail. Green glowing blood oozed out all over the metallic pavement on the platforms. Luna let out a depressing no! for her guardian's death. The xenomorph slowly yanked its tail from the Yautja's torso, which the predator let out a loud thunderous roar of pain. The dead body then collapsed in a blood heap Onto the ground. Finally, the escape pod began to take off after fully charging. It zipped off as the berserker predator began to type in the code for the self-destruct sequence of his wrist computer. After he punched in the last symbols, he was suddenly tackled by a xenomorph. The two fell onto the hard metal ground. Alien there pierced the predator's left soldier... With its inner jaw, and green glowing blood exploded from the wound. As the escape was sped off into space and the entire platform was engulfed in blackness, every xenomorph had made it onto the platform and began to feast on the poor Yaootijas, tearing off limbs, ripping out organs, and devouring enormous amounts of Yaootija flesh. There was also a mixture of the green glowing ooze covering the mouths of most of the xenomorphs. Celestia's protector began to do the famous predator laugh as his wrist computer began to do the famous countdown sound. As Celestia and Luna escape pod, there was a really bright flash that emanated from the planet's atmosphere. It was caused from the explosion by the Yawutija's self-destruct sequence. Meanwhile, in Celestia's cast deal, back at Ponyville, she awakens from her sleep. It turned out it was just a nightmare. Celestia looked around the room, confused, terrified, and breathing heavily. She put her left front hoof on her forehead to hold back a headache that didn't go away. What a nightmare, she said under her breath. Chapter 3, if you're following along on fanfiction.net, but according to the author, Chapter 2, A New Task. In the dark throne room located on another planet far beyond the reaches of Equestria, a classic predator marches towards the throne. Two rods with red electricity flowing through them towered on each side of the throne chair. A predator king sat in its chair, gazing at his apprentice as he makes his way towards them. As the classic predator was about a few inches away from the chair, he bowed on his knees and hands in front of him on the ground. He spoke in his native tongue. "'You have summoned me, my master?' The Yautejá." asked. The Yautejá king stood from his throne "'Rise, my youngling,' the king ordered. "'Classic predator,' then slowly rose from his knees "'and stood straight and held his head high with respect. "'The Yautaja Lord then slowly got up "'and walked around his apprentice. "'I have a new task for you,' he said. "'What is your command, the king's apprentice? "'Never backs down from any task his leader gives him.' "'He loved big challenges.' It made him feel like a true Yautaja. "'Have you ever heard of the planet Equestria?' he asked. "'Yes, I have.' "'That was the planet our ancestors sent the light beings to start a new life,' he replied. "'The king then gave a little chuckle before he said, "'I see you've studied your history well,' the king answered. "'Yes, I thought it would be a wise thing to do, since... "'I'm an apprentice, learning the ways of the hunters and also learning our ancient history,' he replied. "'That was a wise thing to do, and I'm proud that you, it, my apprentice,' he said. "'If you did study our new history, you must know of Queen Celestia, right?' he said. "'Yes, the first light being to ever be created by our top scientists.' he answered. She wants you to help protect someone important. The light being is named Rainbow Dash, the king continued. He stopped walking around him and gave him a square-shaped metal object with flashing red symbols on it. It was almost like a book. Here, this is all you need to know. Go now, my young apprentice. Don't fail me. The classic predator then gently grabbed the book and placed it in a patch on his hip belt. The classic predator then turned around and marched out as the king sat back in his chair and watched him exit his throne room. And considering he hasn't updated in about 18 months, we're going to assume the end. Well, that was certainly an interesting story. If you have a story you'd like to have me read... On this program You can email me At ThePitPodcast At gmail Dot com Of course remember to tell your friends That you can follow Each and every episode On iTunes And now Stitcher As well as PitPodcast.com Become a fan on Facebook Follow us on Twitter At PitPodcast And always Remember That there is much drama On the internet But only the best Makes Pretentious Internet Theater. Good night, and the pleasure is all yours.